Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CO2 Rundown. I'm your host, Chad Owens. Uh, man, exciting stuff to talk about today, uh, but nothing more exciting for me than the start of the CFL football season. That's the Canadian Football League. Season kicks off tomorrow, hence why I got this Diversity of Strength t-shirt. One of the last sort of uh, campaigns, league campaigns, uh, that I was a part of and you know very inclusive our diversity of our league is the strength of our league so just wanted to sort of shout them out we're going to talk more about that in the show hence why I got a little CFL bling on the hand but anyway look um, hope you guys are having a, an amazing hump day Wednesday like we always do let's dive on in to the CO2 rundown All right, in, in local sports news, this is, this is um, man, this is very disappointing to, to, to even talk about that, you know, football games that are scheduled are already being canceled because of COVID-19. Now, you know, yeah, increase in numbers. Well, we got a lot more people <laughs> coming back here, right? Tourism's open, so we got people coming. We need to figure out a way to ensure that our athletes, our football players, right, are playing. You know, it's, it's, now it's like, hey, everyone's got to get vaccinated. They have to or else they can't play. Um, you know, I, I'm going to keep my personal opinions on that you know, outside of this, but it's just like, we've, where's the preparation is, I guess, is my question. You know, we, you never go into a, into a game unprepared. You're never going to go into a season having planned, you know, having a plan, you, you, you know, so, and you always got to plan for what's, you know, the adversities that we're going to face. But then again, I, here we are, once again, and I feel like there's, a, there's been a lack of planning. And again, our kids are going to be punished for it. Yeah, punished. You know, and I'm taking this very personal because, yeah, my son was affected by this. You know, right now, there, we, don't, we don't know what's going on with his situation for post-high school sports. We're, we're scrambling right now as is a lot of other families. We need to start catering, you know, to our locals. We need to start catering to our athletes and ensuring that they got this opportunity. You know, football is one of the very few sports that we need high school to happen for us to showcase. There's some outside leagues, but it's not like a lot of these other sports. Baseball, basketball, soccer, volleyball, they all have got club sports. I know there's been talks about some outside football leagues, you know, but, but colleges go to high schools to recruit players. Let's just be honest. So, you know, I just hope that there's, a, there's a, an immediate resolve to this. And whatever needs to be done, I hope we can all work together to make sure that these kids don't get punished again. All right, on a national scale, the NBA, man, 
there's just a bunch of movement going on. Everyone's chasing a championship. Right? And at the end of the day, that's what it's about, right? Putting together the best possible team to win a championship. Guys that are free agents, they're looking for the best possible team to join to give themselves a chance to excel as a player, but, man, to win a championship. And I already talked about the Lakers, man, getting Russell Westbrook, and now, ooh-wee, Carmelo Anthony? That's big. That's big for both sides. That's huge, that's huge for Carmelo Anthony, a guy who was once counted out. He was out of the NBA, sitting on, on the sideline watching games, supporting his friends that are still playing. And there's sort of a resurrection coming back last couple of seasons showing and proving that he still got it. And he does. And what, what he does best is shoot the ball, right? Perimeter J. And with Russell Westbrook and LeBron James and AD on the inside, he's going to get a lot of open opportunities, open looks to knock down some, some key shots for those guys. So I'm excited for that. Um, and on the other side, that's the West Coast. East Coast, I got to talk about my guy, Kyle Lowry. Is and will go down as the greatest Toronto Raptor of all time. For all of the things that he's, he's been able to do with that team. His leadership. His, his year-after-year all-star appearances. And finally, leading that team to an NBA title. First, you know, the first in franchise history. You know, his legacy is stamped in the NBA, but more so as a Raptor. And now, he's moved on. He signed uh, with the Miami Heat, you know, to join uh, Butler, Ariza, and those guys. That's their big three, right? So, this is going to be an exciting time in Miami. You know, Toronto's a special place, but I guess like LeBron did, Miami's going to be some fun, too. (laughs) And I know Kyle knows his legacy is in Toronto, but like Tom Brady did, making a move down south, warmer weather, and um, I think he's at that point of his career. He's, he's just going to really enjoy himself and, yeah, maybe have another opportunity to get another ring. Today's Olympic coverage is brought to you by Aloha Termite and Pest Control and Hawaii Honda Dealers. And into the Olympics we go, and Simone Biles made her return on the BEAM uh, gymnastics event where she finished third. She got bronze. And you know what? I I think she she needed some time away mentally. Um, You know, physically she was feeling the twisties in those other events. And she came with it, right? She she finished third, uh, shows a lot of, you know, uh, resilience on an athlete's perspective, man, like, to, to go through all of those things mentally and still be able to come out and finish third in an event, that's huge. And that just adds to the plethora of medals uh, that she's already gained. And yeah, in the gymnastics field, she is considered the GOAT. And I don't think she has anything else to prove. And what was proven to herself was that, you know what? I need to start doing this for me again. I need to start just going out there, having fun. And, and, and that's what it's... That's what, this is all about. That's what it's always been about, right? So congrats to her. Um, and on the track and field side, whoo, Sydney McLaughlin is your 400-meter hurdle champ. 
gold medalist, world record holder. She broke her own world record and just dominated in one of the highlighted events uh, of this whole Tokyo Games, right? Th this event was highlighted by her and she took home the gold. So congratulations on that, Sydney. And on the men's side of the 400 meter hurdles, this is the highlighted athlete of, of, of this thing. All right, this is the CO2 rundown highlighted athlete, Karsten Warholm wins gold in the 400 meter hurdles. This guy's story is amazing. Very first track and field event as a youngster shows up in a pair of jeans and a baggy t-shirt. Lines up and, and wins the, I believe it was the 200 meter uh, run. Just lines up for fun and wins. And just kept on winning. Kept on showing up. Was a, was a you know, became a decathlete. That was his focus. Then his coach advised him, hey, you should maybe just focus on the 400 meter hurdles. And he just took off. Record after record, event after event. And now, he's the Olympic gold medalist, world record holder of the 400 meter men's hurdles. Man, check out his story for more details, man. This dude is amazing. Shout out to you, uh, brother, and go, go enjoy that. Keep running. Today's Olympic coverage was brought to you by Aloha Termite and Pest Control and Hawaii Honda Dealers. All right, final story of the day before we... I, we're blessed with this interview. I'm going to talk about that here in a second. But the Canadian Football League kicks off tomorrow. It's season opener. The Hamilton Ticats are taking on the 2019 Grey Cup champions, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. There was no season last year due to, to the pandemic. So a lot of these guys have, have been chopping at the bit, waiting for an opportunity to strap it up and get back out there. Now, here's, here's what's unique about this season. It's a shortened season. They had no preseason games. So, you know, can we expect some sloppy football? I don't know. Like, I really don't know what to expect. Um, but I know there's going to be an adjustment period. You know, my only hope is that there's, there's, you know, not too many injuries. You know, guys not having full speed banged around, you know, uh, what feels like two years. So, look, uh, good luck to both teams. Uh, the season kicks off tomorrow. And just, just as an, you know, an FYI, this photo here, uh, that was taken when I was actually a member of the Hamilton Tiger Cats back in 2016. We did a photo shoot. Um, you know, love that shot. Uh, but, hey, I got to shout out my Toronto Argonauts, man. Uh, that's, that's, that's where the heart is. That's where the, you know, everything was done. Hence the Grey Cup Championship, the 100th Grey Cup Championship. Uh, super excited about that. I'm excited that the CFL is back. Good luck to both teams. And uh, congratulations to the CFL on getting this thing going. Now, look, I'm going to transition over. I had a unique opportunity to uh, sit down and chat with Courtney Stevens, one of my really good friends, former Canadian Football League player, just decided to hang him up uh, this past year. He signed, he's played a long time with the Ticats. Calgary, Stan Peters for a couple years, signed back with the Ticats 
and recently just decided, you know what, it's time. And now he is the director of, you know, community uh, development. I hope I got that correct. He has always been a leader in that community, leader of the community. He does so many things off the field. So that position for Courtney works perfectly. And we got a chance to sit down and talk about that transition. Check it out. All right. Uh, my bro, Courtney, Steven, look, man, welcome to the CO2 Rundown, man. I'm glad to be here, man. It, it took you long enough, but nah, <laughs> honestly, I'm excited to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, but this is what's special about this one, Courtney. You know, you're my very first CFL player, now former CFL player, Alum. to be on the show. So you are, you're breaking this thing wide open, man. Um, yeah, brother. So Courtney, what's the official pro career? Is it eight seasons that well, you got in? I actually laced them up and played in seven seasons over the course of like eight and a half years. So 2020 would have been my eighth year, but that was the year when the pandemic shut the league down and at the end of that year, you know, contracts, they continued as if the season was played. So I became a free agent and I signed again with all intent to play for 2021. But then that season got pushed back further. So in June, that would have been my ninth year or my eighth season. But as things progressed, um, you know, the world keeps turning, man. And it's, it's like you can wait and you can wait and you can wait and sit on your hands and just, um, you know, put your future in somebody else's control or at a certain point you can take over the reins and decide to start steering the direction of where your future is going to lead. And that's what I decided to do. So ultimately I played seven seasons. Um, I don't know the exact number, but something like 110 or 115 games over that time. And um, yeah, man, it's crazy. It, looking back, it went fast and, and I'm just glad that how things worked out, I'm going to be able to stay around the game and still do a lot of the things that I love to do outside of actually playing, which was, you know, being knee deep in the community, uh, getting to meet people, shake hands, uh, make a difference and really pay it forward with all the experiences that I've had. Man, that's huge. And again, for those that are watching and listening, uh, this is Courtney Steven recently transitioned from being a Canadian Football League player to Player relations, is that kind of, what's your official tag with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Court? Yeah, yeah. so my job title is the Director of Community Partnerships. So. Oh, that's right, Director of Community Partnerships, which is something you've pretty much been having your hands in for years now with overtime football, you know, running all of these football camps. You were in the communities out there in Hamilton, Oakville, Mississauga, just, you know, doing your thing in the off seasons. And so the community already loves you. You already have a connection with the community. So I, I think the fit is perfect. And to be honest, like it couldn't have worked out any better. And um, to just tell a little story really about how well it actually is a fit is, you know, for me personally, I have a unique story or a unique path of how I got to play pro ball. And I guess everybody's story is unique, right? I don't think there is one beaten path. And if there was, you could try and walk it if you want, but you're going to have to, 
you know, veer off at some point or another. But, you know, I played in Canadian University and then I transferred and I went to the NCAA. I played for a D1 program in Northern Illinois. Um, I got injured in college and then I ended up going back to Canada, playing in the CFL. And when I went back to Canada, back playing close to my hometown in Hamilton, which is about 30, 30, 35 minutes from my hometown called Brampton, um, I found that the experiences I had being a Canadian, going to the US, coming back to Canada, and then playing pro ball so close to where I grew up, there was a lot of information that I had gained from all those different places I'd been that so yep. many people were searching for. So what I did was I, I packaged it up into a youth mentorship program that focused on sports, social skills, and school. And we were able to, I mean, you were there. We taught so many kids, um, you know, not just about how to come out of their breaks better, how to catch the ball, um, how to read a defense, how to read an offense and all those kinds of things. But we, we, we showed them, this is how you navigate the academic system so that you can use this athleticism you have as a tool to help get you further in that next level, help you yep. get into a post-secondary education, help you build your resume for a job. And so, you know, just from that experience of building a youth mentorship program, I learned that, you know what, one, I love to pay it forward. Like for me, I've done so much stuff and never been paid for it because I, it wasn't about the money. It was because when you see the light bulb go off, in a kid's head when you're teaching them that little thing or you're showing them something or you take the time to, to take a picture or sign an autograph or give out your player cards. When you see that that switch go off where it really makes somebody's day or you can tell that they're gonna carry this lesson forward in the future, like that's worth it. And so, you know, being in the community left such a heavy impact on me that when the opportunity came around for me to, you know, put my hat in the ring for the position of, uh, community partnerships with a professional sports organization, there was no way I could turn that down because I'd already been taking practice reps so that when I got the opportunity to step in that ring, it was so natural to me. And this is just, um, I feel like it's something I'm called to do because, you know, I did it for free and now it's like, I'm going to be able to uh, support my family and get paid to continue paying it forward to everybody who, who supports all these players who go out there and, and put on a show every weekend. Man, wow. I mean, you know, you couldn't have shared it and explained it any better, brother. I, I think that's all the time we have. I want to keep going. But look, I can always bring you back on maybe on Labor Day. You know, I got to get a few of the guys on. Man, I got to get Jeremiah on. I got to get Speedy B on. Uh, give those guys my love, man. Give Absolutely. those guys my love. Listen, dealing with one of the greats, man, it's been an honor. I really do appreciate it. It's always amazing to just uh share the aura and just be in your energy man and, and thank you for giving me an opportunity to tell my story no nah, man that, that's just it's just the beginning bro you got so much more to, to to write that book is coming i know it so look brother congratulations uh on an amazing career football career football you know and that, that's just such a small portion like i said man this next phase i think you're going to be making an even greater impact courtney in that community uh, in the youth and in, in, in the CFL, man, just in, in general. So congrats on everything, brother. Love to the family. I know yes, the kids are probably getting bigger. Um, and, and I know you guys have recently just moved again and getting settled oh, yeah. in. So look, man, enjoy all that good stuff. Uh, love you, brother. And I hope to talk to you again soon. We will. Appreciate you, CEO. No problem, brother. Whew, man. And that is it. 
for today's show. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. And look, another quick reminder, right? I hope you guys are there right now. The in-person Hawaii Career Expo right over there at the Neil Blaisdell Exhibition Hall. It started today at 9. It's going on till 3. And again, attendees must show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test. You can register at hawaiicareerexpo.com. Enjoy that, and I hope you guys are enjoying this hump day Wednesday. Aloha.